It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder have their exit interviews to conclude the 2020-2021 NBA season. We'll talk more about the NBA Draft Lottery Night, and we'll dive into the NBA postseason, making our predictions for who will win the NBA Finals. All coming up on Locked on Thunder. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com, amazing selection Reliably low prices of the parts your car will need. RockAuto.com. Tell them Lockdown sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll know what to do from there. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder having their exit interviews. We talked to every single player, and of course, Coach Mark Dignott, which lasted, I think, was six or seven hours. So there's a lot of content to dive into from that. We'll also talk about Lottery Night yet again because that's the most prevalent conversation happening from now until the middle of June. And then dive into the NBA postseason, which gets started today with the play-in tournament. We'll see who we have winning the NBA Finals. Get your predictions as well. If you listen to yesterday's show, you know that the setup right now is pretty wacky. So that's why it sounds different than it normally would. So we're still in that climate right now, and we're trying to get as much content out as possible. Let's dive into the exit interviews, starting off with Mark Degna who had a ton of interesting things to say. In fact, there's a lot of interesting topics to talk about today from these exit interviews, but Mark talks first with SGA, of course, the budding superstar in Oklahoma City who's been sidelined with an injury for the last couple of months. Uh, The first thing he said is that it's going to be up to SGA if he wants to play in the Olympics or not, and SGA then said if he's 100%, he's going to play. If he's not 100%, he's not going to play. So we'll find out that information pretty soon because training camps for the – Olympic teams should begin in a month from now, so we'll find out pretty soon where SGA is at in his injury process. Uh, he also mentioned and it was asked, you know, what does SGA do for the timeline? Because we saw a leap from SGA this year that I'm not sure many people expected in terms of you saw this year that he has that potential and he's pretty much going to reach that potential factually of being a top 15 or at worst top 20 player in this league. And so if he starts to climb that ladder uh, in year three, in year four, how does that change the timeline that's set out for the Thunder right now? And Mark says it doesn't. Mark says that the team will progress and will build at the pace that it does. And I don't think that that's too much coach speak because I think that right now, Nobody knows the timeline. I think right now Sam Presti does not know the timeline. Clay Bennett does not know the timeline. You or I don't know the timeline. 
because so much of it rests in the fate of June 22nd. June 22nd can make this timeline go from as quickly as two to three years we'll be back in championship contention if you get picks one and five, which is of course the dream scenario, or it could delay your timeline if you don't luck out and you finish ninth with your pick and Houston keeps their pick in the top four and you get uh, Miami's pick at 18, if you get 9 and 18, that's not exactly going to set yourself up for a championship window relatively soon. You'll get there eventually, but but June 22nd will kind of give you that outline of what you need to do to capitalize on a championship window and how that championship window will start, either by the draft or maybe by cashing in these future draft picks early or if you want to wait and buy time for next year's draft class, which is still going to be really good. Like this year's draft class is going to be supreme. I think that this year's draft class is uh, really good at the top one through five. And also I think it's better in the depth category than people might give it credit for because of how flashy the names at one through five are. But next year's draft class is just as as good. And, and not better because I think that no none of those players, Chet or even if uh, Bates gets to uh, declare early, none of those players are as good as Kate. I don't think uh, so. I can't say it's better, but it's really good, and it's going to be uh, another draft worth tanking for if you're in a boat where the Thunder would be if they get picks nine and eighteen. Uh, whereas if they get picks one and five, at that point you are really knocking on the door of your championship window. I mean, it's not going to be next year. You're not going to win title next year at all, uh, but you'll be in the preliminary stages of a dynasty we've talked about before if that dream scenario happens and heck if you get one pick in the top five that also alters the timeline a bit in terms of when you're going to be back there the biggest thing for the thunder is that they're going to be back there the biggest thing is that they're not going to be the kings they're not going to be any of these other poverty franchises at some point the thunder will be back in championship contention and that is where you can kind of relax a little bit in terms of the pressure of the lottery it might not happen as soon as possible because as soon as possible we'll be getting picks one and five and that's highly unlikely to happen, uh, but it also won't be 15, 20 years from now. It's going to be somewhere relatively soon in the next five, six, seven years. It's just a matter of how quickly can that come, and I think that Mark saying that is is genuine because while SGA is great, uh, if he's paired with the, the, the ninth and 18th pick, that doesn't really accelerate your timeline the way it would be if you pair him with one of the top five picks or even two of the top five picks in this year's NBA draft. And he went on to talk about how grateful he is for Al Horford, saying that he's a great veteran to have uh, as his first year as a coach. And I think that there's a lot of truth to that. I think that you know the Al Horford conversation uh, has gotten a little bit muddy these last couple of months as you make the jokes about how Al Horford's out due to tanking or due to old age or whatever. Uh, but look at, for example, Stephen Silas. His first experience in the NBA, his first opportunity to coach a veteran was John Wall. And it was a dysfunctional mess in Houston that had a ton of veterans who no one wanted to be there, and everyone was just being um, a nuisance, where everyone was being that sort of a, a, a detractor from the culture and trying to do things the wrong way. Whereas Al Horford, at the time that he was with the Thunder, he was always being a, a veteran, always being a helping hand to young guys, always being a team-first kind of guy, despite this team not being in the stage uh, that matches his age. So I think that's also a, a good tip of the cap to Al Horford for doing that, because he doesn't have to do that. We've seen with veterans around the NBA that constantly, every single year we see that with veterans around this league. And then he makes the joke about Kendrick Williams, <laughs> you know, uh, Barry Trammell asked the question, you know, Mark, how do you, you know, how do you get these guys to have a good attitude every single day because Mark went through the, the process of, of the season where you're having to show up to the practice facility, get tested, then sit in your car for 30 minutes, and then go into the practice facility. And you're having to do those things repeatedly day in and day out, and that can get very tiring, very tedious, very annoying. And Barry 
spoke the way I think that we all would is, is that by day two or three of that we'd be kind of we'd be kind of upset we'd be kind of annoyed with that uh, with that plan of having to go in get tested go back to your car for 30 minutes and then go back into the facility practice and then do it all over again the next day we'd all get kind of worn out from that and Mark talks about how Kendrick Williams would have grabbed him by the shirt and uh, straightened him out real quick and so that kind of reinforced the philosophy that Kenny Hustle is that locker room guy and Kenny Hustle blatantly said he'll be back next year as we kind of all knew you don't pass up the opportunity to trade him this deadline if you were not going to guarantee his contract and guarantee him being here next year but Kenny Hustle said it, said it himself so that was good to hear as well in terms of SGA, he talked about how, uh, you know, the injury, if it's 100%, he'll play in the, in the Olympics with Team Canada. If he's not 100%, he won't play. He also mentioned that, you know, was asked about the losses and about, you know, does this hurt development or whatever. And he says, no, that, that the losses, uh, while no one wants to lose, the team was put in position uh, to get better and to develop. And yet every single player did get better get, did get better and did develop. And Al Horford echoed that and every player echoed that. So the players don't think that losing hurts their development whatsoever. In fact, uh, it actually helps the development because these players right now are not trying to win championships. As we went through this before, um, you know, C. Mikhail Luke does not care about winning a ring right now. Ty Jerome does not care about winning a ring right now. Those players want to get better and, and become NBA players and become, you know, actual bona fide NBA players that will not get passed over. And so if you tell them that, hey, you know what, you can either go to the Lakers, for example, and play five minutes, or you could go to the Thunder, lose over half your games, but get to play a boatload of minutes and get to improve in your in your game and get to develop your skill set. They choose the Thunder in this stage of their career ten times out of ten, and that's the bottom line. Development's not hurt by losses. That's kind of always been a silly argument and kind of just been a old school. Uh, radio segment that you do every once in a while if you're on uh, old school sports talk radio it, it, it's a meaningless conversation because if you lose now that does not mean you're going to lose in the future forever and as we've seen this year the the losses while you know the scoreboard doesn't matter the losses help this team because without this team trying to lose without this team not caring I should say about the scoreboard you don't get big minutes for Isaiah Roby you don't get big minutes for Moses Brown or Prokoshevsky or Ty Jerome or Smikailu, can those guys fall by the wayside? And those, and you never know and you never find out what you have in those players. And that hurts your timeline as well because now you found the guy in Isaiah Robo, you found a guy in Kenny Hustle, you found the guy uh, in Ty Jerome who are going to be legitimate pieces of your core on the second unit that can help you get over the hump in a couple of years. And so the pros far outweigh the cons and every player echoed that sentiment whenever asked about losses and if it hurts their development whatsoever. We'll talk about what Mike Muscala had to say, Al Horford, Poku, and who on the Thunder are going to play in the Olympics all coming up after this. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts online for 20 years. That's right, 20 years ago. You probably couldn't even work your email properly. It was a disaster on the internet because every time your landline would ring, which believe me, they used to have landlines. If you don't know what it is, Google it. Every time it would ring, the internet would stop working and you would have no idea what you were doing because the internet would not be working. But even back then, you could have been going to rockauto.com for all the parts your car would ever need. I know nothing about cars. And that might be a weird pitch for you to hear about someone selling you on a car website that knows nothing about cars. But here's the kicker. 
I don't have to know anything about cars. All I have to do is put my make, my model, my year into their database and they're only gonna show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting parts, time, money, resources on things I cannot use, parts you do not need. Trust me, you're gonna to wanna to check out rockout.com whenever you go there, tell them Lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices with the parts your car will need, rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Let's dive now back into the exit interviews for the players. Al Horford, very complimentary about the organization, very complimentary of the players in this organization of SGA, talking about how excited fans should be about SGA's development and where this team is going. And one thing that stood out about Al Horford was he was asked about if the Thunder got extremely lucky in the draft lottery. And I would take extremely lucky as one in five, um, but, but you could count any pick in the top five as extremely lucky. But I would say extremely lucky would be one in five. If the Thunder have a good lottery night, let's put it that way, would Al Horford be, can be open to returning and playing for Oklahoma City? And smartly, Al Horford did not shut the door. He said the right things. He said he'd have that conversation, conversation with Sam Presti, and he's enjoyed his time. He would enjoy playing here again in Oklahoma City. This keeps the door open for that return for both sides, and it creates a little bit of leverage uh, for each side in terms of the offseason trade market if there's a team out there that will take on Al Horford's contract. But what if the Thunder do get picks one and five? And the Thunder get Cade Cunningham and Jonathan Kaminga. And then you have Al Horford back in the fold. And you have now SGA and Lou Dort and Cade Cunningham and Jonathan Kaminga and Al Horford. And then you have off the bench Teo Maldon and Pogoshevsky and Darius Baisley. And you have all these different assets. Ty Jerome. Would that team, not to mention you know your second round picks, it could be very good. Would that team... Uh, be competitive and be uh, you know, a, a a solid Western Conference team. I think that that team's a play-in team. You know, this team uh, had a shot at a play-in uh, type of role. I think if this team stood together, you know, they're, if their opening night roster uh, were together all year long and were not sitting games and were not um, load managing, whatever the case may be, I think that this roster kind of at best would be uh, where the Warriors are and at worst would be where the Kings are, somewhere in that middle ground of those two of those two extremes for that team. And so if you replace a George Hill with a Cade Cunningham and you have Kaminga and you have these other players, um, would that team be a playing team and would that team be worth keeping together at that point? Uh, because if you can weather the storm, which Thunder salary-wise, you know, salary cap-wise, could weather the storm of Al Horford another year, if it would make sense for you to hold on to Al Horford for another year because he can be that great veteran, can be that player to influence Cade Cunningham and Kaminga, and you would have your two, um, 
you would have your two young stars uh, from the draft in those two, and then, of course, not to mention SGA and Lou Dort. If that's the case, and you wouldn't care about tanking at that point anymore because you'd have your pillars, and you would want Al Horford to usher in the new era of Thunder basketball, if he's even just that one-year bridge kind of serving that CP3 role at that point, uh, and he has a good season, then the following offseason, once Al Horford turns into an expiring contract, he becomes immensely more valuable in the trade market and can net you back so much more from these teams. And the, and the thing about the NBA right now is that there's so much pressure to win on a lot of different franchises. And that bodes well for the Thunder, uh, who still have a few guys they can deal, like in Al Horford. There's so much pressure to win, but only one team can truly win every year. And so whenever you start to get antsy after losing in the first round, second round, Western Arts Finals, whatever the case may be, when you start to get antsy, you start to get desperate and start to make moves you shouldn't make. And maybe you overpay for an Al Horford in the last year of his deal if you can hold on to him for an extra year. Now, if you get picks 9 and 18, right, going back to that doomsday scenario, you get picks 9 and 18, uh, then you don't want to hold on to Al Horford, uh, not because of financial reasons, but because, you know, if you get Keon Johnson and, you know, whoever at 18, if you get those two players with SGA, with Lou Dort, and you play out Horford, you are going to be the Kings. You are going to be kind of that middle-of-the-road team, and that does not help your uh, that does not help your future timeline whatsoever. It sets you back even uh, to fall behind in your tank because at that point you'd already fall behind in your tank if you get picks nine and eighteen. You do not want to delay the process again and let SGA get a year older and let SGA get a year closer to free agency. And so you would need to move on from Al Horford in some capacity if you do not get lucky on lottery night. So that's the kind of that's kind of the layer of all of this. The Al Horford come. Conversation that doesn't get talked about enough because we just assume that he'll either get bought out or get traded. Uh, but there is an interesting world where you keep Al Horford and you try that hand at allowing him to bridge the gap from year one to year two with these young players. Because if you got Cade and if you got Kaminga, I think that you roll the ball out there and play the game the right way, so to say. You, you, you play the games straight up, and if they're young and inexperienced and can't close out games and they lose a lot of games, that's perfectly fine. If they're good and they make a plan push and they're in the plan tournament, that's also really fine. So you have that gained flexibility to where if you get 9-18, you're almost forced to tank again. Uh, you won't have that, that force of or that... Um, pressure on you to tank again if you get picks one and five or even just picks you know three and five or whatever the case may be uh, two top five picks in this year's draft class that's something I'm not sure people have given a lot of conversation or a lot of thought to in the Al Horford conversation. But Al Horford was great talking to media, as he always is. Uh, the team excites him moving forward in their right direction. He trusts Sam Presti and all of that fun stuff. Mike Muscala got very emotional talking about Oklahoma City, talking about how grateful he is for Oklahoma City, saying it helped uh, It helped me a lot as a man and as a player. I just feel like the organization and the fans align with how I feel. It made it gratifying to come to work every single day and go to work I'm always going to be a Thunder fan. Look, he's an impending free agent. The roster crunch is legitimate, as we'll talk about later on this week. The roster crunch is something serious that they need to figure out. Uh, that sounded like kind of a goodbye. I mean, he was very adamant he wants to be in Oklahoma City next year, and he wants to be um, a member of the Thunder. But but it sounds like that that might be a goodbye for Mike Muscala, just because I'm not sure you have the roster spots for him. Uh, now, you can always do some roster funny business, and there is something to say that for having a guy like Mike Muscala who gets uh, to the point of emotion when talking about your organization. Uh, coming from a guy who's only been here a couple of years, to be moved to tears talking about your organization is a good thing once you're bringing in young players who have not experienced that. Look, there's no player on this team that's played with Russell Westbrook. You're losing a Thunder era right now. And for him to somewhat 
piece that together a little bit, even while himself not playing with Russell Westbrook uh, and not playing in that pass lane area era, being in the league at that time, seeing how this team operated at that time, and now being a part of it, that can be a big deal for him. And so that could that could be a swing factor in you, quote-unquote, wasting a roster spot on Mike Muscala. I'm just not sure if there's room for him to where this might even be retirement for Mike Muscala, but it was nice to see him get so uh, invested in this organization and talking about how even throughout the shutdown, he was just very um, appreciative of how transparent the Thunder were when taking away his minutes and valuing the youth movement in Oklahoma City. Pokashevsky uh, talked about how he's going to try to get better in terms of getting stronger and faster so he can defend one through five. And if Poke can defend one through five, he's going to turn into just this absolute freak of nature and be a legitimately you know, all-star caliber player, which will be very fun to see if he can do that. And you sit back and wonder, what's that next step for him? Because so far, he's gotten better in the time off. He got better in the time from the bubble. Whenever he got to go to the bubble and only focus on basketball, he'll have now a couple months to do that. Now, how much better can he get? The most important thing or, or the most um, prevalent thing is that he is staying, Poku is, Poku is staying in Oklahoma City to train this off season, And that is something that cannot be taken for granted because these guys do the right things whenever they're alone. They're professional athletes, paid millions of dollars, and then you trust them to get the help they need uh, to keep in shape and to uh, refine their skills. But there's something different about doing that on your own in, say, Greece than doing it in Oklahoma City with the actual team getting to um, have those touch points and be able to mold you the way that they want to. So him staying in Oklahoma City is a big deal. And he was asked about playing the Olympics, and he said that you know he's kind of uncertain right now. And it sounded like he might prioritize being in Oklahoma City over playing for the Olympics, although that's a really tough call because you're always going to want to um, represent your country and play in the Olympics. Uh, so I wouldn't begrudge anyone who goes over and plays in the Olympics. Speaking of, we'll talk about which Thunder players are going to go to the Olympics. We'll talk about where Thunder players are going to work out this offseason and give our lottery thoughts as well as the playoff preview all coming up after this. But first, I want to say right now, but our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you will want to get in on the action at betonline.ag. Get the latest news, scores, odds, information on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device, and you'll be able to check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information at BetOnline.ag. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. This is your chance to get in as teams begin their playoff runs. So head over to the website or even use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit whenever you use our code Locked On. That's our code Locked On. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. We're going to conclude the exit interview talk with what we found out about the Olympics. Uh, so 
First of all, who's going to be in the Olympics? Number one, SGA. He will be there if he's 100% healthy, which you would hope by a month from now he'd be 100% healthy, so you can bank on him playing for Team Canada. Lou Dort said that he'll play for Team Canada if he makes the team. Duh, he's going to make the team. So Lou Dort will be in Team Canada as well. Gabriel Deck said yes, he's definitely going to play in the Olympics, so we will see him as well uh, whenever the Olympics get started here in about, what, two months? I think training camp's in a month from now, and then the actual games begin in two months. Uh, Poku's undecided, but it does sound like, although he's undecided, it sounds like he's going to prioritize Oklahoma City uh, over the Olympics, but that's still kind of hit or miss. And then Tail Maldon was asked about this, and Tail Maldon was, just kind of spoke in mumbled tones about it. <laughs> he said something about how it's not done yet, and I wonder if he thinks that you know, he has to make the team before he can announce that he's going to uh, be on the team. But but it it sounds like he thinks he needs to make the team, which I can't see a way that he doesn't make the team. Uh, so I think that he'll play as well in the Olympics, but that's something to keep an eye on moving forward. Now, where will the Thunder players be this offseason that we have confirmed? Poku in Oklahoma City. Gabriel Deck will be in Oklahoma City uh, for these next couple of weeks leading up to uh, the Olympic training camp. He will not leave Oklahoma City until he needs to go to the training camp for the Olympics, so he'll be here. Most Brown will be in Oklahoma City as well. Tony Bradley will be in Florida, but he technically is not a member of the Thunder right now because he's, his contract has expired. He's a restricted free agent. We'll see what happens with him. Josh Hall's undecided where he'll be this offseason, and then you can assume that SGA and Lou Dort will go back to Canada even uh, beyond the Olympics and training camp because it's where they spent their offseason last year. And even Lou Dort, I believe, was a couple of days late because he was still in Canada uh, coming back uh, to this year's training camp in December. So that's kind of what we know about where these guys are going to be at in the offseason uh, and who will play in the Olympics and who will not play in the Olympics. Again, lottery night, it's very scary. Take a deep breath. It's the most important date that we'll see for a long time in Oklahoma City. It can truly change the outcome of this team uh, in the near future. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, this team will eventually be championship contenders again. Eventually. It, it could happen as soon as two to three years from now. It could be delayed as far as five to six years from now. But eventually, this team will be a championship team yet again. This will not be a team that goes by the wayside the way that the Kings or any of these poverty franchises have uh, in recent history. Now, we are going a bit long right now, so we'll save the entire postseason preview for later this week, but I do want to give you the, the play-in preview because the Eastern Conference play-in begins today, and we'll get these on the record before the actual game starts. So we're only going to run through the play-ins right now, and then we'll do the entire postseason later on this week. But for the play-ins, let's start with the Eastern Conference. That tips off today, this afternoon on TNT. Charlotte Hornets going up against the Indiana Pacers and the Boston Celtics going up against the Washington Wizards. So I'm going to have in game one, the Charlotte Hornets go up against Indiana and win. I think that the mellow ball, the mellow ball is going to have a phenomenal game. I think that he's built for these kind of moments and he'll thrive on this big stage. I'm impressed with the way that Charlotte has weathered the storm of losing a guy like the mellow ball and still reaching the play. And we've seen teams deal with adversity and going the opposite way, Chicago, Toronto, uh, but Charlotte really stood firm, and, and they deserve this opportunity. I think that they're going to win uh, in Indiana, and they're going to survive to the next round of the play-in. Boston and Washington, winner of this automatically goes to the playoffs, loser goes to the second round of the play-in. I'm going to have Boston beating Washington and going directly to the playoffs. That sets up Wizards and Hornets in the second round of the play-in, and this is a winner-go-home scenario. I'm going to have Washington beating Charlotte, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. They get it done. They go to the postseason and play the Sixers, and the Celtics play the Nets. 
Personally, I would love for Washington to upset the Celtics and beat them against my pick and be able to play the Brooklyn Nets because it would be a lot of fun to see KD and Russell Westbrook finally in the playoffs. But alas, I have the Celtics uh, winning this play-in game today. In the Western Conference, I have Memphis beating San Antonio. I just cannot buy into San Antonio. Memphis is a really good team. They survive. I have the Lakers beating Golden State. The Lakers are a really good team. I think that LeBron uh, has been maybe talking up the century a bit uh, to kind of get some uh, street cred, so to say, once he does run through these playoffs um, the way that we know he will. I have the Lakers winning, and then that sets up Golden State and Memphis. And then I have Memphis pulling off what might be considered an upset. Memphis winning that play-in and getting to the actual playoffs. So that's how I have each play-in shaping up. So coming up this week on Locked on Thunder, we have our NBA and Oklahoma City Thunder Awards. We have our playoff preview. We have our final stock watch of the season and our biggest questions still to be answered with the Oklahoma City Thunder this offseason that have to be answered come the offseason. We'll talk about all that coming up on Locked on Thunder, the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Again, if you listen to yesterday's show or any shows recently, you know uh, the the obstacles in our way of getting content out, but we're trying our best here to get as much content out as possible. Uh, follow along on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Pretty soon, we'll talk with Sam Presti for his exit interview. I'm, I think it'll be Wednesday. I'm not really sure on that, but whenever we know, I'll have all the quotes out on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And now that this podcast is over, go check out Locked On Today. Get all the sporting news you need in under 20 minutes with the new Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Kowski, updating you on the latest news of every single major sport with the help of our local experts. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. Again, that's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can find all of our podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, including this one, on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcast from. So follow along, and we'll be back tomorrow to do this all over again. Until then, be good, and be good to one another. members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.